and welcome to episode 703 of The Sleeper and the Bust. It is Tuesday, June 11th. I'm your host, Paul Spore, joined by Justin Mason. Justin, what's going on, man? Well, I'm hoping to not get ejected today. Don't. Yeah. Don't get ejected. I won't throw inside and, you know, you don't ask don't me. Don't look the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't get mad at me for looking at you. Dude, so is there anything more intimidating than when Joe Musgrove takes off his hat? <laughs> he does it so matter of fact. And he's like, it's just so clear that he's ready to fight. I don't know. There was just something about the way he took off his hat <laughs> that was like, oh, you screwed up, Donaldson. You're dead. <laughs> like, I don't know. There was something super chill about it that he was just like, oh, oh, you're, you're dead. You're dead. You should you shouldn't have done that. Uh, you're in you're in very big trouble. Yeah. And it's not that's, like that's, Musgrove is like a little dude either. Like, that's what I'm saying, man. Sometimes we this, see this these guys like it. charge and stuff, and it's like, oh, it's you know this smaller pitcher, skinnier pitcher, like up against this like you know massive biceped guy. Uh, no, 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 not the case in this one. And I, I just this, like, this is do they a large have like man. some sort of history that I'm not re- like? I don't, I don't even know, know that man. they'd ever so, faced each other necessarily. Yeah, for the. For those that don't know, we're talking about Josh Donaldson and Joe Musgrove. Donaldson got all heated and and was trying to talk tough. <laughs> I don't know why. And and you know what pissed me off about it is all of a sudden, what, two outs in or something, Musgrove's out. Yeah, two so thirds of an of inning. Yeah, it killed me. Um in uh in my second chance league where I had Musgrove starting and thinking I'm getting a really nice two-start week from him, and he yeah. exits allowing two base runners and uh, in two-thirds of an inning. And, like, I don't understand, like, did Donaldson just not want to play yesterday? Like, that 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 to me feels like what happened. Like, Donaldson's like, you know what, screw Mondays. I don't want to play. He gets thrown inside. He gets his jersey nicked, which I've always thought is the dumbest way to get a hit by pitch. Uh, like, right? Like, you know, I'm sorry. It, you need to so show a bruise or blood or something like that to get on board as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and so, like, get getting to go because your jersey got nicked. And then to, like, challenge him to a fight. Like, don't look at me. Like, it wasn't like yeah, he was I, mad dog at him or anything. It was just... It was a lot, and I don't know. Maybe we're missing some history with Musgrove, but I don't know, man. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the review right now, and it's just he barely gets it, and then he has to turn out. It's like you didn't even get hit, dude. What are you so pissed about? Like you didn't even actually get hit. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not the player I used to be, so I'm going to take it out on you. Yeah. I, I don't get it. And I, I typically like – uh, Donaldson quite a bit. Me too. Me too. But this one, I, I didn't, man. He got his feelings hurt quickly and had to go with the, uh, what, what are you looking at me for? Oh, dude, I just saw it. Musgrove taking off his hat. <laughs> Toughest move ever. Never seen a guy take off his hat and it'd be tough. But I, when he takes off his hat, you're dead. You're dead. He's like, let me remove my cap, please, good sir, uh, so I can beat the hell out of you. Anyway, we're not going to talk the whole show about that, but that really sucked. Um, I was hoping for Musgrove to kind of get back on track. 
I was hoping he'd knock, knock Donaldson's hat off. Yeah, exactly. It, it, you know, get your money's worth if you're getting kicked out. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we are going to talk a lot of pitching. Uh, we do have kind of a pitching themed, ep- themed episode, talk some transactions, some moves, and then get into some struggling uh, starters over the last month and kind of assess where we're at with them. They're, they're, there's a range. There's some guys in the upper tiers uh, through in, through into that middle tier and kind of figure out where we're at with them. Let's start with some, uh, some news, though. Alex Reyes could possibly join the rotation next week for the Cardinals. I, what what is it? Uh, fool me once, fool me seven thousand four hundred twenty-eight million times. Uh, no, no, that's the new phrase. I just I just George Bushed it, uh, because no, dude, no, no. You sure? I'm not doing it. Yeah, you know what? If he comes up and dominates, I will enjoy it from the sidelines and say, awesome. I like watching a good pitcher pitch well. He's got talent. I hope Alex Reyes stays healthy. I did not run out to put him on my rosters. Uh, he's, you know, he's pretty much taken in in all the leagues now. I don't care. I don't care. But I know there's excitement for Alex Reyes. Struck out ten in four innings in his last Triple A start. Little leaguers. Triple oh, A. Triple A. I mean, he did walk four in those four innings, and gave up a home run, and only forty five pitches. Forty five of his eighty eight pitches were for strikes. Yeah. So yeah. So, so he put on seven in in four innings and struck out ten. But that's probably who he is rest of the way. He's a guy who could load you up on strikeouts, but he's probably gonna kill your ratios. Okay, that's fine if people understand what they're getting into. That that that's what I'm saying. That's kind of where I'm at. I don't see him as any sort of savior, um, and that's why I'm not particularly interested. Yeah, there there was a rumor he could come up actually on Friday. Uh, yeah, but the the supposed Super Two deadline day is Saturday, so uh, which is nebulous, and and we don't we don't know on that. But uh, oh, yo, so I'm seeing by the way, just a little side note on Musgrove, I'm seeing they're putting a little baseball back on him on Thursday. Ooh. In this same series. Oh, that's kind of a bummer because I want to say they had. I know. I want the Miami start. Yeah, he had a Miami start. I can't imagine they're going to put him back out there against the Braves again, would they? That's just like asking for him to hit Donaldson, right? I know. And I love it. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I don't like guys. I don't like fucking beanball war stuff. It's stupid. But well, I I uh, even said like in the road to write up today, like. I'm not using any Braves or uh, Pirates starting pitchers today in DFS. Like it's no, it's Fulton Evich and Archer, go. anyways. But yeah. they're you they're they're cheaper. Uh, but I, like one of them could get tossed. Both of them could get tossed in like the first. Oh, two they're innings. both guys who will get in the mix. Oh, for sure, especially Archer. They're, yeah, exactly. Adam Barry, by the way, Pirates beat reporter from OB tweeted out yesterday. Joe Musgrove will start Thursday. Wow. So That's he's gonna a be right huge back in. Bummer. So that totally kills us. Not only Not, do we lose the two start week, <laughs> we lose the, the at Miami. Yeah, it's well, and especially for those like if you're in like a starts limit league, like you only get a certain oh, amount of take, starts. He's gonna take two. Starts. He's gonna get two starts, and neither of them are the Miami start. So and, you already yeah, had to eat course, a two thirds, you know, of an inning yep. start. And now you're going to get the worst of the two that you were supposed to get. Oh, that, 
Dude, that is rough. Well, Donaldson, you're on my list, dude. Anyway, sorry, didn't mean to derail on that again. So Alex Reyes, do you think he's an all formats grab? Like, like what, what, what's the realistic upside here? You mentioned that. I mean, the realistic upside ratios. is he's an ace. Like that, that is not realistic for it, this year. He has shown. I mean, he's got the prospect pedigree. He's shown yeah. the ability to dominate uh, in the minor leagues. So why couldn't that be his upside? Because he's never not walked the yard. And yeah. so I think that's just going to keep Alex Reyes's whip at a certain level that kind of keeps him from from uh, The concerning ace-hood. part for me isn't that he's been walking the yard in the minor leagues this year. Uh, it's that he's been giving up a ton of home runs in the minor leagues. I'll tell you what, like, I, I think the upside – would be what uh, what Robbie Ray is doing right now. 354 ERA, 135 whip, boatload of strikeouts. That's your upside for Alex Reyes right now. That's kind of fair Which is useful. Like, but I mean, you have him as a top 30 pitcher, right? Is that where I have I don't know. Robbie I, Ray? I, I mean, I, that's what I would assume. I, I don't have, no, your, I I don't have your, uh, your ranks memorized. I'm, but I'm, I'm pulling I'm, it up. I'm gonna I'm gonna find it first. Forty uh, first. Forty first. Why are you so low on Robbie Ray? Because I'm smart. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's the glasses. And having my 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 whip blitz. It's the glasses. <laughs> uh, having my my whip just blitzed every time out. It gets annoying. So yeah, you know that's uh, that's in the usually start tier, and that is by the way, right in that uh, he's fifth in the usually start tier, and we had talked about how. Those first five or six might be closer to must starts, and, mm-hmm. and so Robbie Ray might be there. But again, that's the upside for Reyes. That's if things go right. So just temper your expectations. I understand it's an electric arm, and and you probably do have to take a look at him in, in just about every format. But just come on, let's go in eyes wide open this time because we've been burned on this one quite a bit. So we'll see. He's supposed to come up next week. Um, could be a nice add for for the Cardinals. You know they've really struggled with their rotation and finding guys to be mm-hmm. consistent. We're going to talk about one of them when we get to our, our our struggling starters here. But you know they they've really struggled to have guys who can go deep into games and 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 do anything consistently. Waka came back yesterday on the front end of a two start. Actually had a good outing. It's been mm-hmm. it's been a while for him, man. He's been rough. Now, he got his at Miami start, did well. We'll see what he can do in the second start here. Jack Flaherty's underwhelmed against expectations. Uh, the guy we're going to talk about, Miles Michaelis, we'll, we'll get into him more. So they could really use an infusion of, of quality work here, even if it's somebody that they at least know they're going to get five, six out of regularly. It's going to be hard to get six, though, out of Reyes. Isn't he going to be more of a four to five inning type of guy? Yeah, he hasn't gone above. I was just looking that up in the, in the minor leagues this year. He hasn't gone above five innings, and he's only gotten to five once. Okay. So more than so that's likely, where we're at. Uh, he, he's, I, I, I think he probably should be owned in every format, but I'm I'm cool with that because you, you got to take the the shot take the upside just chance. Case. But yeah, he's not a guy that I like. I'm actively going out and and grabbing necessarily. Yeah, I don't have expectations. If this guy came up. This prospect who's on the verge, I might be more interested in him. Although that's a little bit of the uh, the, the the clean slate thing where a guy hasn't done anything in the majors yet, so you can dream on the whole thing. So I don't want to go too far with that. Dylan Cease is the guy I'm talking about. White Sox prospect 
uh, who's kind of hanging out in AAA. Now, you mentioned – did you mention this online or uh, offline about the Super 2? Uh, yeah, I just mentioned a little while ago. Um, oh, yeah, so Super 2 on the cusp here. Mm-hmm. That's a nebulous date, but they get a general idea of when it is. It's usually sometime in the first couple weeks of June, and that's another cutoff about guys who um, will get paid more. They'll start arbitration earlier. Is that – I'm sketchy like, on Super uh, yeah. 2. I'm, like, it, I, I, don't, I don't understand why it needs to be this complicated. <laughs> same, same. So – uh, I, I've I've said it before on the podcast and been completely wrong and gotten yelled at on Twitter. So it's something. <laughs> it's it's another it's another sort of deal where you know manipulating the service mm-hmm. time can be worth it to a team, particularly like the White Sox. They're not going anywhere. So if they if they can get past the date comfortably in ten days or something, we might not see Dylan Cease until then. They have no reasons. Other teams that are contending. They have a reason to maybe bring up the guy because uh, the reason it's nebulous is because it's uh, it's based on a certain percentage of prospects who get called up yeah, it's, before uh, the date too. It's it's an extra year or an extra season of arbitration eligibility for certain younger players. There you go. <clears throat> Excuse me. So Dylan sees uh, is likely going to be held down until then, just to make sure mm-hmm. he's doing pretty well in AAA. Uh, the ratios aren't great: four ten ERA, one forty four WHIP. But he's holding his own. Otherwise, skills are nice. 59 strikeouts, 22 walks, and 52 and two-thirds innings. He's a legit prospect. Uh, crossed two levels last year. Did really well in high A and double A. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to get hung up on on the ratios here. I feel like this is a 23-year-old kind of just waiting his time down there. He's had a couple clunky starts recently. But other than that, I mean, if you really look at his uh, – if you really look at his game log, he's been more good than bad. So what do you think Cease can do when he comes up for the White Sox? Is he somebody that you'd be interested in? I mean, I, I, I've liked Dylan Cease for a long time uh, back when he was. Back with the Cubs? Yeah, back with the Cubs. Uh, and really kind of before he showed this huge jump in strikeouts that we've seen. I mean, he's been, you know, at or above 30% in the strikeout percentage for a while now. Uh, it's you know been a little bit lower this year, but not so much that I'm worried about anything. Uh, he's done a good job of kind of honing in his command every year. He doesn't give up home runs. I think he is a guy that, especially in the AL Central, against a ton of mediocre offenses or poor offenses, uh, he could be yeah. really special right away. Uh, now there's always you know concern about injury, and there's always a concern about struggling at the major league level, especially as a pitching prospect. But uh, this is one of those guys that I would probably go out and stash. Yeah, I think so too, because that division is so nice. Um, the NL Central, or excuse me, the AL Central, you know, if you're not on the Twins, sure, you'll have to run into them and be careful. But otherwise, you get the rest of that division there. And so Cease is somebody I'm, I'm intrigued by. The second he gets called up, I think uh, I'm taking a shot on him in, in pretty much every format. Again, just to kind of see what we could get. You mentioned that the strikeouts are up. I like seeing that. And uh, again, I was clear that the ratios, they haven't been knocking your socks off, particularly a 144 whip. But I don't see anything in his skills. He rushed in his last outing in AAA. So like if you don't, obviously it counts, but... Previous to that outing, he had been he had gone 
at least five innings in his last four starts, including a seven-inning uh, start and two six-inning starts. Uh, and he had a three-four-six ERA coming into that. Like I think he only See? lasted like two-thirds of an inning. So uh, that's what I'm saying. He's been he's been more good than bad. Yeah. So I'm not uh, I'm not freaking out about Cease's ratios. He comes up. I'm taking a shot. I want to see what's going on with Dylan Cease. Um, speaking of minor leaguers, I know it's really, a prospect a podcast leaguer. today. This prospect, dude, you got to get on this prospect now. I just discovered him, <laughs> so I want this tip to be for everybody. He, yeah, just an eight ball guy, so it may be a little while before he's exactly. Up. Yeah, Delas Kuchel. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm saying that name right, but Delas Kuchel is dominating. In high A, dude. <laughs> what do we expect out of this? I could see a Cy Young. I don't. I'm going out on a limb, but I gotta. I gotta say, I could see a Cy Young in his past, not in his future. I could see <laughs> that he's already won. <laughs> so uh, Keiko's in high A, and uh, and he he's going off right. What what what's the time? What what's the timetable here? That's what we're really interested in. He had a great seven inning start at a, it was A ball, uh, Rome. Seven innings, one hit, one walk, nine strikeouts. These I'd young love that kids Rome are probably has like, their own triple, or single A franchise. Yeah, we're trying to expand, you know, over to uh, yeah. London with those. London How cool games. of an assignment! We got a minor league affiliate in Rome, dude. Yeah, Come on, is, can can I be? Uh, can I get an assignment to cover the Rome fan- franchise? Um, you are so dumb. <laughs> we're so dumb. Uh, <laughs> so what, when's Keiko? When's Keiko expected up? In your opinion? Well, they the the Braves or not an opinion. Yeah, the, the the Braves said that. They expect him to do uh, at least two rehab starts. This is number one. So if he Heck. comes out, I assume they'll move him up to triple A or, or uh, at least double, at least double A. Uh, so my guess is that he probably gets two more after this one. Uh, I was thinking that too. And then he's up in maybe 10 days, something like that. Uh, which one is, at double and triple and yeah. then called up. Yeah, that that'd be my guess. That that would make a lot of sense. Uh, this is really really encouraging. Uh, reportedly, I haven't watched the start or seen any of the clips from the start, so I'm going based on uh, what people have told me that did watch the start. Uh, supposedly, it looked really good. Good. And uh, that is, you, you know, we, I think we've talked about this before. I don't know that there's ever been a guy who signed late like this. That is actually no, done. No, the latest. Yeah, done. Well, but even like like Irvin Santana struggled when he signed his deal. Yeah. Like all the guys who kind of miss spring training, especially starting pitchers, tend to struggle. Uh, so I have been fading Keiko quite a bit. Uh, I definitely would like to get some eye, actual, my own actual eyes on him. And so I'm going to try to look up the, the footage and, and maybe try to uh, watch – uh, depending on what kind of camera angles and stuff they've got for, you know, minor leagues, unfortunately, don't tend to do well with camera angles. Well, especially and, some of the lower ones. So yeah. maybe it'll be easier when Keiko, if he goes to double A AA and triple A, um, and if he does get two more starts, then we can maybe expect him around, say, the 24th, 25th in the majors. That would be about the time that he'd be due up to start. There, if he gets one in Double A, one in Triple A, I think that might work. And I'm, especially I'm if he continues to do well. I'm assuming if he, uh, if he if he makes it, if he does make a Triple A start, you know, he'll be in Gwinnett, uh, which is uh, I think Chris Blessing of of BP 
uh, tends to go to some of the uh, the or a lot of the uh, Gwinnett games. So, so you can get some, some yeah, video we we'll get some reliable eyes on on him. Uh, the kind yeah, of I'm get... eager to see, right? Mm-hmm. You know, an A ball start isn't much, but he was absolutely dominant, and we hadn't seen anything from Keiko. So to come, nine come out, exactly in get, that outing, get is, nine is, punch is, outs. You know, from a and guy one who's hit. not, yeah, for one, and and only one walk too. I mean, from a guy who's not necessarily uh, a strikeout guy, is usually more mm-hmm. of a you know pitch to contact ground ball kind of. Uh, kind of guy to get nine strikeouts, even against you know uh, high A players, is, is still pretty impressive. And let's let's be clear, they can use it uh, when we get to get to talking about some of these struggling starters. The Braves actually have two on the board right now that that we're a little bit concerned about. But uh, we'll finish up the news talking about AJ Puck and Jesus Lazardo are going to do a tandem start today. We still haven't been able to nail down exactly who's starting that. Um, it doesn't really matter. Um, we just know that they're going to go together. I have heard it suggested, but again, can't confirm that Puck would be a uh, more of a reliever in the majors. Um, but I don't know. But uh, Puck's working back from Tommy John Lazardo from a was it a neck injury? I think it was a Lizardo. shoulder. That's but worse. I could, I could um, be wrong. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Shoulder. So uh, left shoulder strain. So yeah, they're gonna make they're gonna make a dual start today in Stockton. Uh, be eager to see how both of them pitch. You know, they could both be weapons for this uh, for this Oakland team, regardless of what role they put them in. If they're if they're taking up innings, even if it is as like an extended reliever, you know, super opener or something like that, they could use both. So uh, if this is their their the beginning of their path to the majors. That'll be great for uh, for the A's. Are you picking up Puck or Lazardo anywhere? No, I just they're coming off of injuries, especially Puck coming off of TJ. Uh, yeah. Command tends to come back last. Uh, I I'm not gonna invest in guys that one. I don't have a concrete timetable for their return, uh, and two are coming off of major injuries like this. So. Uh, as much as I like them both as future like dynasty assets for 2019 alone, I would not be trying to like fab them or uh, grab them via trade or anything like that. It just it's too risky of a proposition. We we may never see these guys at the major league level this year uh, because I mean the A's have somehow figured out how to stay somewhat alive in this uh, wild card race. Uh, in spite that of sweet pitching. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, on the backs of guys like Frankie Montas and, and Chris Bassett. Oh, yeah. And someone He's named been Tanner great Anderson. And, yeah. Good old Tanderson. Uh, apparently awesome. <laughs> You're right. And with TJ returners, no matter how much I liked the player before, I just I put no expectations on them. Mm-hmm. So as far as puck goes, if he can do anything in the majors, that'd be great. But I'm not I'm not specking on him. Uh, same with Lizardo on the shoulder strain. I'm not really bending over backwards to try to get him anywhere. I'd like to see both of them in the majors and see what they could do, but uh, I don't have significant hopes for them. We'll see how this tandem start goes, and we'll kind of monitor them. Things could change, right? If they're if they're dominating and it's looking like yo, they're gonna they're gonna put them both in the rotation. I'm open to it. I might uh, if people want to act now uh, ahead of anything, then I'm gonna miss the boat on on. 
AJ yeah. Puck and and there's no guarantee Jesus that these guys are starting even if they are back healthy. Uh, they they exactly. may want to kind of take it slow with them. Uh, this is a team by the time they get back that could be totally out of it. They also have Jarrell Cotton and Sean Manaya both rehabbing in the minor leagues, so mm-hmm. they not they you know the the prospects may not even get first opportunity once everybody is healthy. So I, I, there's a lot of ifs that I don't necessarily unless I've got like a super deep bench uh, because more than likely you can't put them on your team's IL even if you have exactly. IL spots because they're in the minor leagues. So they uh, were never in the majors this year. Yeah. So or that, ever. Yeah. So that's uh, I I don't think it's smart to be to be stashing either of these guys. I'd rather go and stash Cease if if I'm gonna stash someone. Same uh, and and Reyes above them mm-hmm. as well. So I'm I'm with you on that. All right, let's talk about some struggling starters and and jump back out to Atlanta where they've got two here. We we're, we've talked about six different guys uh, of varying quality who are struggling mightily over the last calendar month. Let's start with Max Fried. And Kevin Gosman for the uh, for the Braves. Gosman's been just an utter nightmare. He has a 7.86 ERA and a 1.86 WHIP. I mean, that's just vomit inducing. Freed, uh, by comparison, looks like a stud. Only a 4.68, <laughs> but a 4.68-153 combo for him hasn't been very good. His strikeout and walk ratio and all that uh, is much better. He Freed seems to be getting uh, hit by. A, a pretty high bat, but both are really 368 for Freed, 402 for Gosman. But Gosman doesn't have the strikeout and walk rate that make you feel as, as good as, say, Freed does at 14% strikeout minus walk rate. So talk us through Freed and Gosman. Uh, start with Gosman. Are, are you just kind of discarding him? Do we have to lower his expectation level? And then we'll get into Freed. Gosman's mm, a hard case because. It feels like Gosman struggles every year, and then the All Star break turns around, and every year he's so good in the second half. And well, I was hoping this wouldn't be that year, though. <laughs> but it is every because year. So, like I don't know why. I we, know, but he started off. We trick, strong. Yeah, we trick ourselves into it every year, apparently, and he does. Like his career, his career first half ERA is four nine six. His career second half ERA is uh three fifty three. Like it's, it's such an improvement. Dude. It's like it's a run and a half difference between his first and second half. He just hates the beginning of the season. Uh well, you know what I always thought it was with Gosman was the the feel for the splitter. Mm-hmm. Um and and you know, if he had that feel and it looked like he was having the feel for the splitter early. And so we were getting some successful starts, and I'm like, oh, well, maybe we're not going to do the standard Kevin Gosman move. Well, just in his last three starts, the uh, the splitter's been substantially negative as far as the pitch value. It, he hasn't had the feel for it at all, and obviously that's playing a role in just the demolitions that he's faced. Eight runs in one inning against Washington, seven runs in five at Pittsburgh, and then he gets Pittsburgh at home, which was yesterday, two and a third, uh, gives up four runs, only two of them earned, but five hits and a walk in those two and a third. So just another poor outing. He's been brutal lately, and uh, I don't know if the name value is just keeping people interested in Gosman, or if it's time to really just move on and 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 wait till that calendar flips to the second half. He had been really good at home until that Washington start, and of course I used him in so DFS that day. Um, like he had been, he had had like. 
he had like uh, Jeff Samarja type splits where he was like amazing at home and awful on the road, and one start ended that amazing at home portion. Um, I think he'll get the longer leash uh, from the Braves. He's got a longer track record of being a major league pitcher. Uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, Freed is younger. Uh, uh, Gosman doesn't have options, so in order for them, I mean, I guess they could move him into the bullpen, but I just don't see them necessarily doing that. Maybe he gets like a, a random IL stint. Uh, and I think that could be, could see that because I mean they're gonna have to make room for Keuchel at some point. So maybe true. Uh, maybe Gosman, you know, stubs his toe and needs a <laughs> ten days off. You know, right, right. You know, or or even may, maybe they give him off until the All Star break. You know, we got the by the time Keuchel's ready, and- we'll have like three weeks until the All Star break. Maybe they just put him in the IL. Say hey. We're going to work on things in the minor leagues, uh, in your quote-unquote rehab assignment. Uh, then you'll have the all-star break. You'll, you'll, you'll come back fresh, back into the rotation. Ultimately, if someone's going to lose their rotation spot, I think it's going to be Freed, who uh, has actually been pretty good uh, as a major league this major leaguer. But See, that's, that's the tough part, right? Because even with his recent struggles, his ERA is only 375 on the season, 129 whip. Not too bad uh, that the development of that slider has has made him more of a strikeout guy. Uh, we've only seen two starts in his last, let me see, what is this, like 10? Yeah, two in his last 10 were freed, struck out fewer than five. So he, the bottom line is that he has 54 strikeouts in those 52 in, in a third innings. And you mentioned it. Keiko's going to come up, so somebody has to lose their spot. I don't know, man. Well, I think it's going to be a race be between Fulton these two. Evich. I mean, yeah. Fulton, although, as much as we're talking get... about these two guys, Fulton Evich has been much worse. He, I mean, he started off so brutally. Uh, started to get his velocity back a bit. Uh, struggled against the Tigers, but it was three homers. If you look at his last four starts, three of them are good. Mm-hmm. Three, three quality starts, and then the one against the Tigers, which is hilarious because they're clearly the worst of the four teams that he faced. Yeah. And yet he gives up five and five against them. You know that they're not going to take him out, though. So I think it is going to come down to Freed yeah. versus Gosman. I wonder if this is kind of their audition period. The next couple starts here while while Keiko's working his way back up. Because otherwise, I mean, you know, Tehran has actually been pretty decent. Mm-hmm. I mean, results-wise, at least. Soroka's been amazing. He's not going anywhere. So yeah. Soroka's guaranteed. Tehran's guaranteed. I think Fulte's pretty close to guaranteed when healthy. Um, so I think, I think it's Gosman. Seasons la- season last year kind of solidifies him. That's, yep. In, in in the rotation to, to at least to at least get you know a hundred innings to, before yeah. they would bop him. So, so I, I don't know. I, I think we're gonna this, see. This I, mean, I think we're gonna see some sort of IL stint from someone. Someone's gonna get hurt, whether it be real life or. Uh, you know, or one of this kind of fabric, you know, Dodgeritis type thing where, you know, sure. all sure. of a sudden it's like, oh no, he's not feeling well. We're going to oh, put him on the IL. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I think it's going to non throwing foot. But my guess is it's going to be between Freed or Gosman. Uh, and I just think track record and age and lack of options leans it towards Gosman uh, as opposed to Freed, though. 
if if I'm the Braves, the smarter move is obviously keeping Freed moving. I mean, for me, moving Fulton Evich in the bullpen. But if they're not going to do that, then you move Gosman to the IL or into the bullpen, and then you get two lefties. Well, there's in in their in the pen rotation. could use some. Yeah, their pen could use some work. So maybe Gosman, you know, extended innings down there. But uh, I, I would monitor Freed and Gosman closely over these next couple of starts. They're basically auditioning to keep their spot uh, as Keiko works his way back. Let's uh, let's move on to another veteran lefty. Stupid tangent because we weren't really talking about Keiko there. Um, John Lester. <laughs> Woof. 561 yeah. ERA, 154 whip over his last calendar month. Uh, it's been rough. Now we're looking, you know, the bottom line is still strong. Although I feel like even when his ERA, uh, you know, ERA was was tracking well early, the skills weren't really backing it up with Lester. So I don't really know but it hasn't what to make of it. it up just for a while, like I mean, we've we've gone through a number of years. Dating back to last year, right? In the last two years, kind of, uh, where the skills have not been good, and this has been kind of one of the better years in terms, especially better than last year in terms of his overall skills. So. Uh, but this is a regression monster just coming back to roost, and I think uh, this mm-hmm. is especially with diminished velocity. I mean, his uh, his fastball or average fastball velocity is about a mile an hour or less than it was last year at this time. Uh, he's not getting uh, his you know swing strike rate is down. Uh, contact rates are up. I think you know this is just a ma- It's just a matter of time before these kind of things uh kind of come back to haunt him so uh especially in this juiced ball era you know the amount of hard contact he gives up is just kind of killer and i it's just you know just unfortunate for him that or unfortunate for fantasy owners but like you said like the surface numbers aren't as bad as maybe uh they should be and so like if you you could probably sell him right now even if you're taking a little bit of a discount you set, go ahead and just sell Lester. Um, He's got a three fifty. Yeah, I think CRA. I think you still can. Yeah, yeah. and name value mm-hmm. and strikeouts are so up, walks pitching. are down. So you've got like, but I mean, right now his his uh, home run per nine uh, is up from last year, and we haven't even started to see it warm up at Wrigley. No, I mean that's that's why you might want to get out now. Yeah, while oh, yeah. you can sell him for seventy. Would you? Let me see here. Let me find some names. Would you take? Yes. Let me get some hitters. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> Just blindly, yes. Would you take Tommy Lestella for him? <laughs> um, brought that thunder right away. That, that's a, I, I don't buy the Tommy Lestella thing. And, like, I, I wrote that in the Reddit write-up the other day. And people got really angry at me. I'm like, he's got below average exit velocity, uh, below average uh, hard hit co- uh, percentage, uh, aver- you don't need it. average barrel. And everyone's like, they lowered the wall. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> he does have 10 of them at home, baby. Yeah. Uh, it's just a matter of time before these friends, uh, these fence scrapers, you know, start hitting the wall as opposed to going over it. Uh, nope. the, <laughs> that being for days, Tommy Lestella, best player ever. I mean, the, the nice thing about if you go and trade Lester for Tommy Lestella is like Lestella is not going to be a negative. He's going to play. Um, 
you know, he should hit for average. He should at least hit for average because his contact rates are uh, borderline elite, if not actually elite, uh, at this mm-hmm. point. Uh, so even if the power isn't there, it's not like he's gonna hurt you in the way that Lester could. So like I don't have a. I'd do this trade. Yeah, I think I would too. I would aim higher than Listella, personally. Uh, but I don't have a problem with that if that's the offer. Oh, you would aim higher than the. Hang on, I lost it. He's, he's probably out. like the seventeenth hitter on the. Exactly. Uh, let me see here. Let me find it. Dang it. I lost it. I lost it. Oh, I can't find it. Yeah, I was trying to find exactly where he was because he was he's pretty high. He's pretty high. On the yeah, I'm, right. I'm, six, I'm sure six, he four, is. Six, that's going to be 36. That's the 36th overall hitter. Oh, what about um, that's ridiculous. He totally is, too. Oh, my God. He's right above Michael Brantley and right right below Brandon Lau. Like, yeah, I was gonna say, what about Lau? He's like three spots above Pete Alonso. <laughs> Crazy dude. It's insane, and in in three spots below Mookie Betts. And he's like uh, ten spots above Francisco Lindor. Uh, what about Lau? I would totally take it for Lau. I I mean, I I know like. There, there's going to become a period in which Lau really struggles because of the amount he's striking out. He's had he's had one already too. Yeah, but, I mean it's going to continue to kind of be up and down. Like there's no way I do I think he can sustain the 288 batting average right now. But he walks a ton. He's hitting them kind of in that awesome Rays lineup. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm all about that kind of trade. Yeah, I'd take either. Um... I'm not super keen on Lester. I, I'd be I'd be moving out on on him, um, and I do think you can get something of note because his, you know his bottom line is still pretty nice, and so if someone needs pitching, they'll give you a little something for him. All right, let's move on to Miles Michaelis. Mentioned him earlier. You know he's been having an up and down season. I remember talking about him with Nick. Nick kind of got me sold that hey, you know let's not uh, let's not fully quit Michaelis. He's got some good things working in his profile. He had that really bad outing against Texas. I wonder if that's is that overly influencing this uh, this sample here. Yeah, it probably is because it was seven runs in one of the third. He wasn't great his last time out. Three runs in just four innings at the Cubs. So we'll call it two bad starts. But that it's really two bad starts and then one, two, three, four gems, seven inning gems. So it's a little disingenuous to include Michaelis here. He's not struggling to the degree of these others, but I think it's a worthy check-in anyway, just to see where we're at, what we might trade for uh, Michaelis. It's still, I think the thing is when it's bad, it's really bad, but then he'll make up for it with like two or three great starts. So uh, where are you currently on Miles Michaelis with a 454-119 ERA whip combo for the season? Hmm. Michaelis is one of those guys that I've, I, I haven't necessarily been in on. I wasn't in on coming into the season, uh, largely because, well, I didn't think he would take this kind of step backwards in terms of his surface numbers. The, the lack of strikeouts is something where if he does take a step back, what do you have? Uh, and while he has been better, a good whip. At, that's it right now. But that's it. Like it's a one category. Sure. 
you know, and we just said we didn't want to take Alex Reyes because he's only a one-category guy more than likely. So what are we doing continuing? Like, I told people a while ago to drop Michaelis. I think he's a streamer uh, at this point in in shallower formats. Obviously, in, like, your 15-team leagues, you're not dropping him. But I don't see the huge upside that you should be keeping him on your roster as as, as opposed to him being a guy you kind of burn and turn. Uh, we'll see. I mean, he left the last game due to a forearm contusion, so that's why he only went four against the Cubs. I guess they weren't he ready to take him out. Hit by a comeback or something like that. Yeah, he got hit. So you know, we'll we'll see here. I mean, if you His extend the sample, the Marlins. which is nice. Uh, if you extend the sample back to May first and look at his last seven starts, it's a, it's a three eighty nine ERA. Um, you know, it'll be with a good WHIP too. Let me see. That would be. A 115 whip, so and 34 strikeouts in 39 innings. I think he's gonna be more good than than bad down down the stretch here. If he's available on the wire, of course I'd pick him up. As far as trading for him, you know I'd be trying to I'd be trying to buy at a at a at a rather low price compared to what he costs coming into the season. Would you give Jay Bruce for yeah. Miles Michaelis? Yeah, for sure. I hate Jay Bruce. Okay, who who knew? I did not realize you hated him. Would you give Derek Dietrich the home run god? Um, I think I would. I think that's I fair, too. especially because Scooter Jeanette's going to be back sooner rather than later. We'll see some eating into Dietrich's playing time a little bit. He obviously can't sustain what he's been doing anyways. Uh, Dude, you know who's five spots ahead of Tommy Lestella on the player Raider? It's a Derek Dietrich. No, it's Dansby Swanson. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> would you trade him for? Yes. Yes, I would. Dude, he's got 13 homers and six steals so far. How is this possible? I don't know. This stupid juiced ball thing is like just ruining I mean, like my that's life. legitimately good. That's He's four steals away from basically matching last year's production, but in half the games. Less than half, to be honest. Damn. I hate him. Okay, Dansby, chill, fam. Um, would you trade him for Michaelis? Sure. I think might be able to get Michaelis plus something, though, to be honest. You, you might be able to. I just don't understand in this day and age like how those numbers are uh, <laughs> put him that high on the player radar, but okay. Well, I think it's probably the 39 runs and 43 ribbies. That's are helping because he's been batting. Because Albies has sucked, so he's been batting second. Hey, Albies hit two home runs yesterday. He, he shut your stupid. He should continue to hit the. But home you're runs right. They move him up the lineup. This is, Ooh, this... damn! Yeah, since May 10th, um, over, over the last calendar month, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Swanson's been batting second, and that's that's with, nice. With that his plays. sweet 316 on base percentage. No, I got it at 299 since then. Oh, you're saying overall? Oh, overall, yeah. yeah. In the in the sample of batting second, Dansby has a 299 OBP. Awesome. Great managing. Awesome, dude. Awesome. Anyway, Michaelis, um, you can go out and get him. I don't think you're you're gonna pay a ton. If you need ratio help, I think you go for him. If you've got your strikeouts kind of on lock, and maybe you're waiting on Reyes, uh, get some get some ratio help there by by getting Michaelis. Let's jump up a couple levels here and talk about a couple guys who are certainly well thought of. But, uh, you know, we'll see, where, 
Herman Marquez uh, has, let's see, a 504 ERA, 125 whip in the last month. His full season is 415 or 419 with a 116 whip. Herman Marquez, you know, he actually leads baseball in innings mm. at 90, 96 and two thirds. However, he also leads in hits allowed at 92. Yeah. And I mean the the really concerning part is uh, this hasn't been like on like this hasn't been a home road issue especially as of late. Well, plus he figured out course. Yes. Last year, remember? Yes. He figured he it out. He did. He he mastered it. <laughs> so he's got his ERA down to a cool five oh six at home. Yeah, it's uh, but I mean yeah the pro- part of the problem is recently, I mean while he hasn't been good at home, uh. He was so dominant on the road to start the season. So good he had that, like that, like he was like he had like a he had like a three five ERA, and so you're going yeah, okay, exactly. you know maybe he is going to struggle at Coors, but he's going to be so good on the road that it's going to balance it all out. And over the last month, I mean, he's just gotten shellacked on the road. He's got an eight earned run uh, game in his last uh, or against the Cubs in in Wrigley. Uh, he the got beat up at Boston. Um, you know, he got you know he went seven, but he got hit around it uh, in Milwaukee uh, at the end of April. So it's been See, that- so that was the thing. He needed to be Herman uh, Marquez needed to be perfect on the road to maintain what he was doing. You know, to be able to uh, absorb what he was doing at home. And now his away ERA is up to three thirty three, which is fine. 333 with a 0.8 whip, you're, you're taking that. Like, I'm, it's not even bad, but it doesn't completely offset a 506, 150 home uh, ERA and whip. So, so where, where are we? Like, what, what, what are we doing with, with Marquez at this point? Uh, I mean, there's not really a whole lot to do. I mean, it's really two bad starts in a row against a, a good offense in the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Coming into those two Cubs games, he had just about a strikeout an inning and a three forty eight ERA. Like so, that's it's, one it's other really... thing. Um, Go ahead. The, 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 he, the strikeouts, I'm unimpressed with because he's at he's at like just just under one per inning. Like what happened? Because I you kind of figured that that was going to be a big factor too, and it's not like that's carrying Marquez either. So, I. I don't know, man. Like, where are we really at with him as far as uh, how valuable is? Are you sitting him at home? Are you sitting Herman Marquez? I think at I'm home? curating his starts at home. So it's I'm not going to sit him every time. It kind of depends on who he's going up against. Uh, but I'm not gonna. He's not like a must start. Like he can't be in the must start tier. Uh, he you know he gives up too much hard contact. Really, what's happened is the slider has just not been good this year, uh, which is a very concerning thing for him because that was kind of. But he his, figured uh, out course. That was his best pitch last year. He mastered course last year, dude. Come on. All right, straw man McGee. Um, <laughs> he figured it out, dude. He uh, figured it out. I still believe in in the stuff overall, but uh, I think you have to be just a little bit more careful with him, especially at home. Um, so, 
uh, I definitely want to watch his next start out. I don't know who he's who he's going up against, but yeah, I gotcha. Uh, part, I mean, I think part of it is the the in both in both games, uh, the Cubs really saw him well and just hit him hard, uh, and so mm-hmm. I I, I want to see him against a different opponent and see if it's I'm the still Padres. Padres at home this weekend. Okay, and I think I would start him there. And then a, and then a trip to the Dodgers for Herman Marquez. So he's down on on the Rasball player radar. He's down to the thirty first starter. Um, he's but actually that's like where he was going. In no, it's not in uh in the second chance leagues. That's where he was going. Oh, in the second chance leagues. Okay. Yeah. I was like, not not in April. So or, uh, March. Yeah. So, but I I think I I think I would continue to roll with them. I think the San Diego start is uh, is tantalizing enough. Uh, with ha- yeah, they strike out a lot too. Yeah, so especially get some against righties pitching, they kill lefties. Um, but against righties, they 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 do keep, tend to struggle. So keep Fran Mill in the yard, and and Marquez will be all right. But uh, yeah, I mean, like, there's not a whole lot you can do. No, uh, I, I, I think, think you're. You, I think you have to mostly them. just keep using it. Uh, all right. Well, so he has one spot ahead of the next guy, which is Shane Bieber, and, and the Biebs man. He's got a 503 ERA, 121 WHIP in the last month, right in line with Marquez. And you know he himself now is up over a four ERA for the season. And Bieber was just kind of trucking along, everything was looking good. Then you look up, and it's 407, 114 ERA WHIP combo. Does have 96 strikeouts in his 77 innings, so we do like that. But I tell you what, when you factor in that he's in the AL Central, uh, this this 407, if, if it's like a scale DRA, it's almost worse because he's supposed to have the benefit of you know pitching in that division, and he hasn't even been brutalized by Minnesota. In fact, not the last start that he had because he actually got beat up by the uh, by the Yankees on Sunday. But the start before that, seven innings, two runs, seven strikeouts against Minnesota. So he even, you know, held up against the uh, the division bully, but he's been rough lately. It's actually been either or. Yankees crushed him, beat the Twins. The Red, Red Sox, Sox crushed, crushed him, him, beat the Rays. Uh, shut out the Orioles, which you expect. Got got beat up a little bit by the White Sox. So that's where we're at over the last month. Kind of a back and forth sort of deal. The strikeouts are still there. Where are you with Shane Bieber as we uh, as we reach mid June? I'm. Cautiously optimistic uh, okay. on Bieber. He's been getting strikeouts. I, I know the last the last outing. I think you just kind of throw it out and you go, okay, this is you know, it was a bad day. He didn't have feel for his stuff. Gave up a home run early. Uh, got pulled early. Uh, so, but coming into that last game, he had a 3.57 ERA and like 11 strikeouts per nine in 75 yeah, he'd minutes. Yeah, been fantastic. He'd been great and. I mean, the, the the bugaboo for him and the interesting part for him is going to be home runs. Like, he continues to give up home runs. Uh, but he's done he's done a better job this year of uh, making those home runs solo home runs and stranding runners that he, do, uh, that he does a lot uh, aboard. The problem becomes for him, as the weather continues to heat up and home runs start to fly more and more, Will he be able to quell enough of them to not hurt, kill himself? Because yeah, exactly. Like, will this you know inning in two thirds that we just saw against the Yankees become a more regular thing uh, that doesn't allow him to go deep in games and get those strikeouts? 
because he gives Bieber's up two home runs. One nine. It's a one nine homer per nine. Twenty one percent homer to fly ball. You could say maybe that's going to come back a little bit, but we know what Bieber does, which is pound the zone with hittable pitches, and he's been better at it uh, at, at times throughout the year of not giving in and and uh, you know not being afraid to walk somebody to attack the next guy. Things that we like, but he still has four multi home run games that are really inflating that number. Um, you know, he's, he, when he's on, he's untouchable, man. 15 strikeouts in a shutout against Baltimore. Of course, no homers there. Um, 10 strikeouts in five innings against Tampa Bay. No homers in that one. But every other start, uh, pretty much since April 16th, every other start has a homer except those two. He had two before that, too. So he has four homer-free starts this year. That's really it. Four out of his uh, out, out of his thirteen starts, and and he has a relief appearance there. So, yeah, I, you know. I think part of it is, especially in the last the last start, he was very fastball heavy, and they kind of just jumped on it. Mm-hmm. And I just hope that this isn't like he he really has gone away from throwing the fastball a ton this year, and really relied a lot more on the slider and the curve. Uh, and it's been fairly effective, but he tried that uh, at Boston, got killed, and his last two starts, he's thrown 50% more fastballs. And so I'm hoping he didn't like feel like, oh, I, I, I went away from the fastball at, at Boston, I got killed, so now I'm going to go back to it, because that would just be really, really poor for him. <laughs> yeah, we don't so, want that out of Bieber. Would you, would you be out there buying Bieber? Yes. Would you give Byron Buxton? Ooh, that's a if you good could one. afford to lose the speed. Let's uh, we we always assume that so people don't just say, "Well, I, I need the speed." Buxton's been really in this good instance. This year. He has in this instance. You've got some speed to cover, and he's almost a, a, a surplus for eight homers, ten steals, two seventy average. Mm-hmm. Sign me up. Obviously, part of that great offense. Would you trade him for Bieber? Would you try to get? Uh, Somebody better. Yeah, I think that's a fair. I mean, I would try to get someone better. You know, actually, no. I think that is. Wait, wait. I, I'm trading Buxton for Bieber, or I'm trading. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would do that. Go buy Bieber. Yes, I would do that. Especially because Buxton's one of those guys that could just fall off. Completely. So, yeah. Exactly. He could run into a wall, hurt himself. He could. You know, He's still you know, doing that too, and I love his defense. Don't get like it's it's that balance of telling a guy to, you know, not get himself syndrome. hurt, but also, yeah, exactly. But also, you don't want him to be playing scared and and have crappy defense. I don't know if right? you've looked so at this yet, but do you know what Byron Buxton's strikeout percentage is right now? I do not. Let me uh, let me guess here. He's got a career thirty point one percent. I want to say he's down at 22%. 22.5. Yo, let's go. I swear I did not even have that up. I don't even have his fan graphs up right now. Yeah. So. Contact percentages are up a uh, percent and a half. Uh, his zone contact uh, is up almost 2%. Uh, he's swinging outside the zone less this year. Uh, I mean, dude, there, it could all come just, crashing down because it's that is the type of guy he is. True, but, but at the same time, he's 25. These are the skills that we've been looking for. And here's the thing, too. And I don't know how much to put on this. This is one of those soft factors that we'll never know. And some people can go too narrative heavy on it. 
but he's just down at the bottom of the lineup doing his thing. There's zero pressure on him to be to live up to being the number two overall pick. It's like just just play, dude. Like don't worry about it. We got you. You're over fours. Uh, we got somebody else who who went off that day because that lineup is super deep. I don't know if there's any sort of calmness for Buxton in the midst of that lineup, but whatever it is, man, if it's just him coming together, he's been awesome since this May year. 20, been... Since May 27th, he's hitting 333, 351, 778 with four home runs and a stolen base. Damn. That is that is really nice. He's been strikeout right. He's been fantastic. So yeah, somebody like Bieber, you know, nice a nice high caliber arm. Because there's still excellent skills here with Bieber. If he cuts the home runs, he can be a low threes guy the rest of the way too. Now, there's no reason to believe that he's going to fully cut the home runs. But if he can at least slice into that rate, bring it down even to like a one two five, which would still be high, that would do so much for where Bieber's at right now. Um, so yeah, credit to Buxton though. He's been he's been fantastic. Um, the only, anybody else? The you only talk about? like good part of my main event team. Well, that's not true. My offense is, or my my uh, my outfield is still pretty good in spite of losing Stanton. You know, Tommy Pham's are, are you good. Are you moving forward? I mean, there was nowhere else to move. It's true. Well, um, you could stay stagnant. It's been pretty stagnant. I, I'm inching back up. You know, one point at a time. So, <laughs> it's how's been... how's the second chance looking? Uh, that's been pretty brutal to start. Um, I, I, I don't know what it is about this year. It's just, uh, it's been, it's been a weird year for me. Um, but send me some offense, dude. My, my, my pitching heavy plan. Okay. I'm in seventh, I'm in seventh place in my second chance. I wasn't, I wasn't last. Oh yeah, you're chilling. Uh, but, uh. Oh, you're chilling then. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. And. You know, I got kind of like I said, my ERA, my WHIP. God, holy crap! Yeah, I've had some bad pitching. <laughs> Do you have any guys on the list we just covered? Well, I mean, I have Musgrove. Okay. Um, I don't have any other guys. I mean, I've got Marquez in a number of different places, but not, uh, not on my main event, not on my second chance league. My second chance has a 308 ERA. I'm lapping the field. 324 is the next best. Uh, but I have no offense. I have a 2351 point split hitting and pitching right now. My ERA is 5.27. Oh my god. And my And you can still whip, fix that cuz obviously It's only like know, it's, it's only been, been 2 been weeks, month. yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's not even been a month, but it, <laughs> it it just feels weird to say that on June I've got 11th. A 138 whip. But I got a ton You'd of stolen be bases because I got Malik Smith. Excellent. Um, I only have my offense have is uh, starting to pick it up. So, uh, and my, you know my, <laughs> even though like I my ERA and my WHIP suck, got a ton of strikeouts. <laughs> hey, that's good. So you have a bunch of Alex Reyes's. Yeah, because yeah. Oh, I Jared Eikhoff yesterday. Yeah, that that hurt. Oh man, gave he's up been, the three he's bombs. Rough. Uh, so, been... yeah, my, I have my, on the second chance. My uh, my week so far because I had so far I've had Eikhoff and Musgrove. So oh I have three and two thirds of an inning with a seventeen ERA and a two point one eight win oh. for the week. Oh, brutal! Yeah, brutal, brutal, brutal. But I'm hitting three. A... I'm hitting three twenty 
with four home runs and a stolen base. Well, there you go. There you go. Some mo- moving. But yeah, dude, I just been, uh, you know, I've been plugging away on the leagues. I'm, I'm, I'm all right with where I'm at. I finally started inching on the main event. I'm, I'm in 12th, which is not hot or anything, but uh, it took a while to get out of 14th. So I finally moved up out of that glob there. And now I am in my next big chisel to get to the next group of, uh, let's say, 7th through 11th. Once I can get into that group there, i got to get about eight more points. Anyway, I know people don't need a full rundown of our team. That team's another one, though, pitching heavy. Hitting's been a challenge for me this year. I've got some ugly hitting numbers, um, and I, I might have to do an assessment there of, like, what, what – where, where did I go wrong? Where, who did I draft? Yeah, I That's, think I was uh, talking so to – I can't remember if I was talking to you or Jason before a podcast, and I was talking about – for me this year has been uh, a year of either I've nailed pitching in a league and just my hitters have been awful or vice versa. Like I've got one league in which – I've got an AL-only league in which I'm – uh, I'm in first place. I've got a little bit of a you know comfortable lead right now. I've got one other mixed mm-hmm. league where I'm in first place, but then I've got 16 other leagues in which I'm like either rebuilding dynasty leagues or floundering or whatever. Uh, and it's just been like I don't have that one. You always want that one team where it's like you know uh, you're hitting on all cylinders, and I just I don't yeah. have that this year. I've got a league. I think I talked to you about this uh, in the main event qualifier. I'm doing Friends of Fantasy Benefits. No joke. It's a five by five league on NFBC. I have five total hitting points. <laughs> that who's on that offense? It's I, and like I, my pitching staff is pretty damn good. Um, uh, Miguel Cabrera. Um, well, I mean, part of the problem is like my my bench, my reserve list is Scooter Jeanette. Uh, Jose Altuve, Eloy Jimenez. I just picked up Corey Dickerson. Did um, you miss this weekend's home runs from Eloy? Oh, of course I did. Oh no, no, no. Actually, I, yeah. I had him. I, I sat him after this uh, week. Yeah, I didn't. I I didn't have him in, in the main event, and that was pretty frustrating. Ouch. So yeah, no. Oh. I mean, it's been and it's hard because like I've got some good parts of this offense. You know, Eddie Rosario has been great. Domingo Santana's had a good year. Um, but then it's a nightmare of guys that have either underperformed or gotten injured, and uh, and it's it's it sucks because that pit, the pitching staff of Garrett Cole and Walker Bueller and Mike Soroka and Samarja Martin Perez has been pretty damn good this year. Mm-hmm. And and just looking at this offense going. There's an, and it's a qualifier, so all that matters is first place. There's no prize for second. No just prize just for trying third. to get first. You 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 win and you get a free entry into the uh, uh, main event um, as your prize. And uh, that's the one you did with all all, your all boys? friends. Yeah, all friends of fantasy benefits guys. Um, Colin Weatherwax in that league, uh, one of my podcast partners. I do a lot of football stuff with him. Uh, he he's running away with it. It's been. Like he's, I think he's, I think someone's starting to pull him in, but he's got 125 points. Uh, in the next closest is 112. Hot like, dang, dude, that's so like, insane. And I mean, and Collins this season, you know, he's this is his second year in the main event. He won his main event yeah. league the, his first year. So like, he's a really good player. 
Um, just an awful person. Just, <laughs> like, I hate him so much. Just an utter bag of garbage. Yeah. So. Um, how are you doing in TGFBI? Uh, that's one I have a lot of promise for. I'm kind of in the middle of the pack right now, but I'm about to get a lot healthier because I'm middle of the pack with no saves. Go. Um, like I literally, yeah, I have legit five saves. Uh, I have Kimbrel and I picked up Hunter Strickland off the wire. Um, okay. So yeah, I, I think some are saving. Yeah. If, if I can start making some pushes, uh, in the saves department, I can start really making um, some hay. You know, unfortunately, I've got a really tough league with guys like uh, Vlad Sedler and Sammy Reed um, and Eric Cross. Isn't Eno in your league? Eno, Eno's right below me in tenth place. So uh, it's it's not going to be an easy league to get back into the mix. But I mean, a week no. ago, I was in fourth. So and right now I'm in okay. Nine, so you so. you guys are that kind of fluctuation. I yeah, see. we we've still been fluctuating quite a bit. So I I don't have any uh, I don't have any doubt that I can get back in this. Yeah, I'm 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 in the mix. I'm 38th overall, third in my league. 38th overall. Uh, yeah, at, nice. uh, 108 points. 114 is leading my league. So and he's in 12th. So that tells you that I you know I'm I'm in the mix. I'm I'm here. I'm standing up. And I heard uh, uh, I was talking to Ian last night. He says you're doing, uh, you're kind of still in the mix and tout too. Yes. He said you're dude, getting super that, lucky. Uh, that's the way to do it because that <laughs> league makes head zero head. sense. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and the pitching on that makes no sense. Somebody throws a shutout, they get minus two points. I, I don't. I don't. Wait, what? I don't understand. No, I'm. That's that's an overstatement. Oh, because that happened barely. last year. I don't know if you remember that. Well. Um, it, it, it's, it's, it's weird, man. Like the scoring is bizarre. Well, last year um, for the first two weeks of the season, uh, whoever set it up on, on Roto accidentally put in that, uh, strikeouts were a negative stat. Oh, that's right. And yes. so like all of a sudden, like the guy had this dominant pitching staff and had like negative 7,500 points. I like, remember that. And I was Absolutely. all like, this can't be right. Uh-huh. All right, so just take a guess at uh, – let me see here. Let me get an, a year-to-date type of deal. I, I, you know, I know it's a, it's a points league and you'd have to know the points or whatever, but just, just a general idea of what you think uh, – what, what kind of points you think uh, – I don't know. Kyle Hendricks has scored this year. Oh, uh, okay. So a guy, he's not going to strike out a ton of guys. How, how about some ratios. context as well? Uh, Mike Trout scored 278. Reese Hoskins scored 214. Alex Gordon scored 196. Andrew Benintendi, 171. That's just to give me some context on some hitters. Right, so 170. Wow, that's cute. 76. Yeah, see, this is why I said, like, this is why you need to load up on hitters in this league. And Brandon Woodruff has 95, and he's my leading my leading pitcher. Yeah, that's so. It's just it's different. It's different. Okay. And listen, we always say whatever the confine, whatever the structure is of a league, those are the rules that you work within and you figure it out. So that's what we got to do. And I, you know, I've got good hitting. I did think that you know having Votto as my UT was going to be awesome because I was going to be so stacked that he was my utility. He sucks, of course, 
but uh, yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree with Ian's characterization that I'm kind of uh, lucky considering I've allowed more points than I've scored, and I'm <laughs> forty had, thirty-two. He said you have like the second fewest amount of points in the league. Yeah, well, I'm exposing the league for what it is. Yes, you are. So fight the power, it, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that that does it with our league wrap up. Uh, I just. I, I just didn't want to end the pot. I just wanted to talk to you a little bit longer. I miss you, buddy, and I'm going to be going Dude, on vacation here soon. So I know you're you're, uh, you're headed out soon, so um, we will have to talk about that. But uh, we'll be back only, Thursday. Only miss one episode, so it won't be a big deal. Okay. Uh, well, then, but yeah, I'll be back on Thursday. We'll be back on Thursday. Uh, we got to figure out a time. Uh, the last week of. Uh, of June, but June? I'm I'm only okay. gonna miss that Thursday because we can I okay. leave Tuesday morning so we can record on Monday and uh make sure I only miss one episode that week. That sounds good. That sounds good. So all right, and yeah, we'll figure out a time this week uh to get in the second ep. Yeah, because uh, we got We got to get Ariel Cohen on. We need to do this. Yes. I got a lot of really good feedback from people on doing a trade episode, trading kind of theory episode. Yep. So we should like call, that as well. call like Jacob uh, because we haven't had Sealy on in a while. Yep. Uh, I, I like it. I like it. We'll definitely get uh, get some guests working, get some get some uh, thematic episodes going, and uh, we'll figure that out either before before your vacation. Be like, this is a good time to start doing trades too. For those of you that have not really done anything trade wise, if you're in a trade league, now's the time. You've got an idea of what your team looks like. And this is yeah. And, this and, is the time to start really look digging into the standings of not just your team but other people's teams and exactly. seeing where you kind of match up and in dynasty leagues and in and, and keeper leagues this is where teams are really going to start selling if they haven't already so uh yeah you make I, some honest assessments mm-hmm. you can be in 12th and be fully in it you can be in sixth and not really have a chance mm-hmm. like it, it all depends on how your standings stratify just don't give up and so now don't give up right it, now it, like, yeah don't just flat out give up uh at least all- I tell this story Go all ahead. the time, but Rob Silver was one of my first guests on the TGFBI pod, and he talked about how when he won the main event, he was in last place at this yes. time of and year in his main event I got event that league. story from you, and I've passed it along as well. Like, listen, you know that that's obviously an exceptional story, but it is a it is a true story and something that should hearten folks to not just quit. Because right now uh, is where time where other people are going to quit. You know, football starting to get rolling. People are starting to switch their attention over to that. And this is the time where people can make up ground. I I had an And it only gets worse from here, right? This this is the beginning of it. And then as we move into July and August, more and more people start to let things slip a little bit. So if you stay diligent, that's your opportunity. That's your edge. Yeah, I had uh, a few years back, I had uh, an NL only league where – I want to say it was like mid to late June. I, I was like in eighth or ninth place and I went, okay, I'm just going to focus on my other leagues and not really focus on this one as much. And I made sure I had an active lineup and all that, but I wasn't like active, you know, via trade or fab and stuff like that. And then I checked back in in August and I'd moved up to six just by keeping just an by active lineup and my volume. team kind of turning it around and stuff. Uh, but if I had been more active, I probably would have won that league. I ended up finishing in second um, oh my God. just by turning it back on 
but it 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 was the it was a real kind. Of, I think this was back like 2015 ish, and it was like it was a real kind of eye opening experience. It was like this is why you don't quit because you know exactly. we're only a third of the way through the season. It feels like we've been we've been deep into this, but yeah, there's still so much time, and so yeah, we we've been preaching this now for a, a while. The the don't quit uh, the the don't quit hype ups, but don't you 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 really really shouldn't. And uh, you know, I'm 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 happy with with where my groups are right now, with where my teams are, and I'm excited to make some summer moves. So, Justin, we'll be back in a couple of days talking more baseball. Until then, talk to you later. Take it easy. <laughs>